Welcome back to Confessions of a High-Strung Woman. I'm Abby Walker, and as always, I am super pumped to get to hang out with you today and just have some have some real talk. Like, let's just be honest, y'all. Life is way too short for the BS and the pretense and the whatever. Let's just be honest. So today, what we're going to be honest about is this crazy topic, this crazy experience that I call, quote, lady shame. If you're just now tuning in and you didn't uh, hang out with us last week, I shared a little bit of my story of where I experienced the most expectation and pressure as both a young girl and then growing into being a woman for how you're supposed to be a woman. And for me, most of that unfolded within kind of the culture and traditions and teachings of the Southern Baptist Church House. And uh, although we may not all have grown up as pastor's daughters in the Southern Baptist Church House, we absolutely all experience pressures and expectations for how we are supposed to be women, for how we are supposed to be daughters, for how we're supposed to be wives, or how we're supposed to be teachers, or women in our professions, or friends, or I mean, you can go forever, okay? But there is a very fierce and tenacious expectation that comes after us at many points in all of our lives. And y'all, like, it comes in hot, right? These aren't just, like, sweet little light suggestions. Like, oh, maybe you should try, you know, wearing this color instead of that one. I mean, these things come in wrapped in shame and aggression and rejection. And they can just take us out. I mean, they can debilitate us from being our true selves and from doing what we really love to do, what we're really good at, because if it doesn't fit within what we're hearing from the outside world, like the feedback we're getting back, we will shut down all of who we are in order to avoid pain. I mean, we will. We are, as women, we are brilliant, smart crafty creatures and like where we experience pain we will find a way to avoid it because it sucks I mean especially rejection we were made for relationship we love relationship we define ourselves by relationships and when our relationships are affected by how or who we are and we are being reprimanded or told to step in line usually through the form of lady shame we do it Um, We may fight against it. We may be be mad about it. But for the most part, as a gender, like, we submit to it and are like, okay, whatever. What do I need to do? Because I just don't want to be in pain. Um, This podcast is one of my favorite things ever because I get to share some of the places where God has done, like, a crazy cool work in my life to bring tremendous, tremendous freedom. And as I've shared with you guys, I am naturally very high strung. Like, I am sassy. I have strong opinions. I'm very emotional like I'm I'm a lot but that's not just the definition of a high-strung woman you don't have to have a big personality or be loud or be um super you know even strong-willed like to me being a high-strung woman is about what happens on happens inside of us and so much of that is that we care deeply like we feel things very very deeply and The result of that is that when it's not lining up with what's happening on our outside world, like our inside world is just going crazy. We feel all of these things. We can even feel like we're drowning in them sometimes. Um, 
there's this huge disconnect that happens inside of us. And that to me is what Confessions of a High Strung Woman is all about. It's understanding ourselves better so that we can be better to ourselves and bring out like the best in us as opposed to beating ourselves into submission to just avoid pain our whole lives. But it's also about changing the way that we experience other women. Y'all, we are awful to ourselves and we are awful to each other. And it is, it just does not have to be that way. It, I just, I call me an optimist. That's fine. Whatever. I believe that it does not have to be that way. And the reason that I believe that in my bones is because I have experienced a change in my relationships with other women as I've learned to understand myself and how to show up for myself. And I've learned how to show up for them and let them be where they are and to understand that our connection does not have to be in that we are all the same and we agree on all of the things. Because y'all, that is never going to happen. Like there is no way. You take a, take a group of five women that they all really, truly, deeply, 100% agree on one thing. It just doesn't happen. God's made us all unique. Absolutely. And he's given us all different stories and perspectives. And you know why he's done that? Because we're all going to influence our worlds in a very specific way. And if we were all the same, he wouldn't need all of us. Okay. So that was for free. Let me go back to what we're talking about today, which is lady shame. So as I experienced lady shame in the church house, um, I, it shut me down. And I knew that that was where I experienced the most shame was in my personality and how I was as a woman. But I wanted to kind of know how you guys experienced it. Because y'all, we can experience it in all of the ways. And so I put together kind of this poll on Facebook and Facebook lets you give, you know, two options. I wanted to have lots of options, but basically I had to boil it down to two buckets. So one bucket I put body shame, right? Which is everything from how your body looks to um, being at the pool to gym fitness shaming of like, you know, you walk into the gym and they're like, what are you doing here? And you're like, look, whatever, clearly you're done. So you should just go home and let the rest of us who want to get after it, get after it. There's that kind of body shaming. And then there is the shame that we experienced relationally. And I called it mind, you know, kind of the, we have the body bucket and then we have the mind shaming and the mind shaming is everything from like parent shaming, mom shaming was a huge one. Um, shaming for how you are as at work as a woman, um, to being single and not having kids yet or not being married yet. Like, I mean, it's, it was crazy. And because my experience, um, (laughs) strongest experiences were from relational sides. I, I didn't expect the answers that I got from this poll. First of all, you guys showed up in such a crazy way. And this went from just like a, Hey, I'm sharing my experience to a full blown conversation. And I, I can't even begin to tell you how honored. I mean, I mean how just overwhelmed my heart was that you would open up some of the scariest and, and like most wounded parts of your hearts and share your story with me on Facebook and in emails and in Instagram and on messages to be like, Oh, this is totally what happened to me. And Y'all, I just, A, it got my blood boiling and I was ready to take my earrings out and go fight some people (laughs) because, I mean, anybody who shows up with courage and bravery to be honest and be like, this is, I'm going to let you know what happened to me, like that person freaking deserves a purple heart in my book. But then for somebody to come after them in that place, oh my gosh. Okay, so I had to work through that. I had to calm myself down. But the other thing that was so amazing is that you guys shared your stories and you also shared with me a little bit of how you dealt 
how you dealt with it, the things that you told yourself. And there's the third thing that I really want us to talk about today that we'll get to is how in how in the world do we change our experiences with other women? Because it doesn't have to be this way. Okay, so the results of the poll blew me away. Twice as many women said that they had experienced more shame relationally, the mind shaming, the mom shaming, the teacher, the job, the family, the friend, whatever, that shaming than the body shaming. And I think that the reason that that blew me away is that I think just as women, we can feel so reduced to literally just the shape of our bodies, like literally to just the color of our hair, literally to just how we look. And we live in this world that just, just blows my mind because we're so, the world is so obsessed with how they look, but they're not like at all really connected to their bodies. And what I mean by that is like, we don't know so much. So many of us are we're more sick than we've ever been. And we are feeding ourselves worse food than we ever have. And like, there's all of this kind of stuff happening to our bodies, but we're mostly worried about how we look. And there's a whole other like sermon there, like a spiritual truth that I won't even get into today. But I expected most women to be like, Oh, it's the body shaming because we live in this world this is insane, where our expectation is that like, in order for us to not be shamed, to not be shamed, we should look like a supermodel. And I'll never forget one of my big, I mean, she's just, I love her, is this author, Janine Roth. She's uh, several books out, but my two favorites are Messy Magnificent Life and this other book called Women, Food, and God. And uh, my sister told me I should read Women, Food, and God. And I was like, no thanks. That sounds like the worst book ever. Women, food and God, like those, that's the trifecta of the hard things in my life. And I don't want to read a book about that, but I finally got to a really tough place and I read it and it has done amazing, amazing things. But Janine talks about in her book, she's like, we live in this world where we're, we think the expectation is that we're supposed to look like a supermodel. And there are literally out of the billions and billions of women on the face of this planet, there are 50 women, five, zero, 50 women on the face of this planet that look like supermodels. But we've made that the standard. And if that isn't the biggest load of BS, I mean, y'all, but we so, so buy into it. So I expected for there to be a lot, a lot more identification with body shaming, but I was blown away at how you guys shared how you have been shamed in all of these other places. And um, I want to go through and kind of share a couple of the stories that I've heard. I'm not going to share names because I'm not trying to freak you out. (laughs) But um, to me... Body shame can, it's basically any form of feedback that we get from our outside world that communicates to us that our bodies are wrong, that they need to be improved, changed, covered up, or even hidden. I mean, I I had girls send me messages, like one girl was like, hey, I was hanging out with some friends. They said we might go to a pool, so I put my swimsuit on under my clothes, you know, whatever. We went to a pool. I was in my two-piece. I hadn't, like, prepared you know, I went mentally prepared myself to be at the pool, but I was trying to roll with the punches and live life. And she's like, I go to get out of the pool. And there's this couple way younger than me. And they're literally pointing at me and laughing. She's like, I was mortified. I didn't want to tell my husband because he'd go beat them up. And I'm like, hell yes, he should go beat them up. I would beat him up too. It's good that we have people like that in our lives. But like, oh my gosh, I'm like, what did you do? And she was like, I just, I just rolled with it. Like I looked down, I got my towel and I left and I cried later. And the first thing I wanted to be like was, 
okay, get your pointer finger and you hold it up and you look at them and you say no. <laughs> but that's not always how everybody wants to respond, but that's totally was my response to it. Um, but that's a place where I don't know when it became ex- publicly acceptable to literally be mean, like to be a total jerk and lots of other words that I won't say because you probably have babies in your car listening to this right now. But like, it's not okay. It is not Okay, it's also not okay for you to go up to somebody and be like, I just, I really don't think that you're being healthy. Like, that is between them and the Lord, and you're not their doctor, and that's just, our bodies are beautiful because they're living, and they're functioning. I'll never forget, I was really wrestling through some body stuff, and I've had that off and on in my life a lot, and I won't go into all of it now, but... Um, I remember my sweet sister sent me a message from a girl who was sharing her story and she said, you know, for years I spent so much of my life wrapped up in how my body looked and that it wasn't skinny enough and it wasn't fit enough and all this kind of stuff. And she was like, and then I got diagnosed with cancer and now I'm just praying for a body that's healthy. I'm just praying for a body that can fight off this disease that's literally trying to kill me. And like, y'all, that is the power of perspective. Like, we need to take care of our bodies, okay? But we need to be connected to our bodies and present in our bodies. And our bodies, like, how they look was never the point. Like, it was never supposed to be the point. Our bodies are literally the vehicle that God gave us to live our life, Like the reason I'm able to sit here today and talk to you and speak with you is because God gave me a body with a head, with a mouth and a loud voice, (laughs) you know, to be able to sit down and share some of my story. But how we look is never supposed to be the point. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say like full on negligence. That's not right either. Obsession with your body is not right and completely neglecting your body is not right. We've got to find ourselves in this place of being connected to and appreciating and listening to our bodies and taking good care of it, right? Feeding it good food working out because it's good for our bodies, it makes us feel strong, working out because it helps us process stress, sweet mercy, does it help us process the stress hormones. I was watching Legally Blonde last weekend, I hadn't seen it in forever, and for whatever reason, I was like, this will be an easy thing to watch, and I laughed so much at the ridiculous movie, and one of my favorite parts, always, like during some of the toughest years of my marriage, I can remember friends sending me the, you know, the Elwood's quote that's like, I just don't think she shot her husband. And they're like, why? And she's like, well, because, you know, she's like an exercise leader and exercise gives you endorphins and endorphins make you happy and happy women just don't shoot their husbands. And I would read that and I would laugh and then I would go for a run because I'm like, happy women, they don't shoot their husbands. And so I'm going to run and get my endorphins and make myself happy. Like working out should be about our sanity, about taking care of ourselves and about keeping ourselves healthy, healthy so that we can being healthy so that we can live our best life, so that we can speak, so we can love, so we can be fully present, so we're not wrapped up in shame. But it is not about, it is not supposed to be just about how we look. Um, a great example of this is I was walking into Target. It was January. And Target had freaking put up the swimsuit section in January. Oh, I was like, I am still eating the Christmas cookies from the tin that I should have let go a long time ago, but I'm just not really ready to face it. Get that out of my face. Like, why? I don't need a bikini in my face. Like, and that swimsuits, right? When we think about having to be at the pool and we have to be about whatever, like my girl shared, panic sets into our hearts. And y'all, that's so, it's so messed up. It's very, quote, normal and that a lot of people experience it, but it's so messed up. 
what should serve as a reminder of like summer's coming and like the beach and fun times with our families and 4th of July. Instead, a swimsuit, you know, set up in a store sends us into a panic because we're immediately like lodged, just dive into this dark place of like who we're not or, or how our bodies look or don't look and just the fear of being ashamed about that. And y'all, that is not the point. That's not who we're supposed to be. Like there's this fantastic video that I'll share this week by the two girls from my mom so hard that they try on, (laughs) they try on target swimsuits and basically are like, what, how is this functional? Like, what is the point? And it's hilarious, first of all. But the other part that I really love about that is at the end, one of the moms says, she's like, you know what I want? I want my daughter to remember me swimming with her at the beach and just showing up and living life with her. I don't want my daughter to remember me being covered up and afraid to show my body. Like that doesn't teach her to love her body. Teaching her to love her body is her seeing me love my body right where it's at. Like tiger marks and all like stretch marks, cellulite, like whatever, like embrace that. So body shaming is a super powerful thing. Um, weight shaming is a really big deal that's gotten super out of hand. If you're looking for some help and some resources on that, um, again, I would recommend Janine Roth and I'll tag her in this description in a couple of her books. They're they're just really some, some very profound, profound work there. But, um, I loved the movie Dumplin'. Y'all, this is so funny. I refer to more movies. I promise, like, I read books and the Bible and stuff, but (laughs) movies really seem to speak to me. Okay, so Dumplin' was this movie on Netflix where Jennifer Aniston was, um, she had a daughter, but she was kind of like this washed-up beauty queen in a small town in Texas. Love Jennifer Aniston, was super fascinated to see her as a, like, older beauty queen still running pageants. And that movie, I I personally, I just loved it because, you know, Jennifer Aniston looks like, I mean, she's a beautiful woman, right? And so she played the role very well of being a beautiful woman who's just kind of aged and is, is still trying to figure out her worth and who she is when beauty and youth, you know, starts to fade. The really cool thing is that her daughter, like physically, they don't look anything alike. And so Jennifer Aniston looks like a beauty queen and her, and her daughter really doesn't. And her daughter really hates the pageants. But one year she decides that she's going to enroll in it. And if you've seen it, you know that hilarity ensues and also like very profoundly like hit you in the gut. Like, oh my gosh, we've so been there moments. But one of the things that I loved is that during the swimsuit portion of the beauty competition, God bless it. Like that's the number one reason I could, I'm like high heels and a swimsuit. Like just somebody just hire a sniper and take me out. (laughs) There's no way I could do it. It is way harder than it looks. But she and her friend walked out onto stage into two swimsuits that said a swimsuit body is a body in a swimsuit. And I'm like, yes, that's so good. That's such a good perspective. When we experience body shame, the first thing that I want you to know if it's people pointing to you or, or whatever it is, it is so much more about them than it ever is about you. Um, one of my girls that I've known for a very long time had posted this on Facebook and shared it with me, and I wanted to share it with you guys. She said, I just joined a gym with my fiancé, and every woman I see lady shames me at the gym. They look me up and down and give me dirty looks. It makes me feel like I want to run out of the doors, get in my car, and drive away. Why do women do that? Why are women trained to lady shame? And why do I care so much? 
Yes. If that's not, I mean, that first of all, it's super honest. And like, I'm so proud of the bravery and the courage to show up and share our stories, but, oh, the gym can be one of the worst places. Like I don't understand. I mean, it's, I kind of referenced it earlier, but like when the super fit girls are like walking around the gym, like they own it and they, they're lady shaming you when you're walking in and you're like, look, sis, I'm just trying to get on the elliptical and get my 30 minutes in. Okay. And they're looking at you like this girl shared with us. I just want to be like, look, it's clear that you're done. Okay. Your work here is done. You, you've, you've got all the muscles. Go home. Let the rest of us, you know, who have some things to do, give us some room to get after it. Like, get off the elliptical. And um, we laughed about it. And, and when the girl responded, she was like, that's what I'm going to do. Now I'm going to see those girls and I'm going to think. I'm just going to laugh and be like, go home. And then just go get on my elliptical and do, you know, do my own thing. It, it, is, it is so much more about those girls and what they value than it is about you. And y'all, those moments are intense and they can be really, really tough, really, really tough to hold your head up and to stand your sacred ground and say, I love my body. I love myself. And I, you don't get to have an opinion over this. And so I'm just, I'm going to not even let it in. Over and over again, as I ask girls what they did, how they responded to places of lady shame, they're like, man, it gets easier when you learn to roll with it. And that's not our only option, but that is a really important thing because the more that you understand this is about this girl and this is so not about me. Um, you're able to release it and to not let it in. It hurts and it's frustrating, but the truth is like they don't own the gym. They don't own the pool. They don't own the yoga studio. And you, we get to just hold our head high and walk with confidence because we're doing what's right for us by showing up at the pool with our kids or going to work out to get our 30 minutes of exercise in or however much you want. And if they want to be shallow, shallow and mean, go on and let them. It is literally only showing the world who they are and not who you are. Plus, the other thing is, what an opportunity to love on and encourage other women like you who are new to the gym. Like, that's the key here. We're all going to experience shame. And we can decide to just, you know, like block out the mean people, the, the, the mean girls, literally. Um, but we have another choice to go beyond that. And that's to be what we so long for, but have not experienced from other women, which is encouraging and welcoming and loving and warming. And when we make that choice to be what we want to see, but we have not experienced, we are making a huge step towards changing that experience, not just for other women, but for one day for our daughters and for our granddaughters. Okay, so I wanted to throw this quick side note in there. I think one of the things, no, I know that one of the things that can cause the most um, shame or judgment or criticism or evaluation or whatever of our bodies is when we think not just that they're supposed to look one way, but they're supposed to fit in the same clothes as everybody else. Does that make sense? And it's real tough to wear something that wasn't made for your body shape and to feel like you're killing it, okay? I am uh, somebody who loves rompers, uh, y'all. I have a real long torso, and so I'll leave it to your own imagination, but I cannot wear the rompers without having some serious complications, okay? It doesn't matter how skinny I get or, or how fit I get it is not going to change the fact that as much as I would love for a romper to fit my body, it's just not going to work. And 
if I leave myself in that place that like this should fit my body, therefore something's wrong with my body because it doesn't fit, that's just a real bad, sad place to live. Okay, so not everybody is going to fit into, you know, gap skinny jeans. Not everybody is going to be able to rock <laughs> forever 21 forever, although I held on for as long as I could. I mean, cute, cheap clothes. I had to let, <laughs> had to let it go. I'm 36. I finally had to let forever 21 sail. But I, want, I wanted to just mention that because it's really, really important as a woman and especially as a woman who wants to love and to celebrate her body, that you learn how to dress your body. So this is, you know, a total class for like another day, but it's really, really important. Highlight, dress yourself in such a way that it highlights the parts of your body that you like and that you're proud of. Like, let's say you got some rock and boobs. Like, I'm not saying they need to be completely on display, but dress in such a way that doesn't that, that highlights them in an appropriate way. Let's say you've got really great legs, okay, but you don't necessarily love your arms. Well, then, you know, wear shorts and long sleeve shirts. Does that make sense? Um, that's a really important thing. And so if you continually are submitting yourself to a place where clothes aren't, like let's say clothes from a certain store aren't fitting you right, but you want them to fit you, like girl, let that go. There is no need to keep suffering in that place. Does that make sense? Like find a place that... Um, that like the colors and the styles and the cuts and things like that really help you feel good about yourself. I'm somebody that has to buy things like girl, I'm not scared to buy much bigger sizes. I mean, like if you look to my closet, I have such a big range of sizes because I gave up a long time ago on the joy of being like, I fit into this size because unless you can wear your pants inside out where people can see the tag, ain't nobody know. Okay. <laughs> nobody knows. So a lot of times what I will do is I will buy a bigger size and then I'll either get it tailored or I'll kind of tailor it myself to where it fits me right because I need it to be bigger across the chest area, but I maybe need it smaller in other places. Don't be scared of that. Like, do your own thing. Find your thing that works. You find a top that you love. You buy it in all the colors. Like, it's very helpful to feel like you can love yourself if you love the clothes that you're in and you're not submitting yourself to this place where you're like, you know what? This, this, this store that makes what I think are cute clothes that are made for like... 12 year olds who haven't gone through through puberty and it makes you feel bad about yourself like don't shop there anymore okay okay I am headed into personally um (laughs) what I would call my own personal Super Bowl of lady shaming so I'm headed into a week that is a work conference for my husband and um it's it's like a great group of people but how I experience it which is really key we're gonna talk a lot about that um and, and what I've kind of focused on at different points is is my evaluation as a woman in this setting because in this particular setting it's not my work conference okay it's not like I get to stand up and share my dreams or talk about my career or what I'm good at or communicate my worth I'm literally just there in a supportive role and I'm extremely proud of my husband He works very, very hard, and he works in a very competitive field. And so all of the people that he works with are also married to some super competitive people. And when you show up and you're just in a supportive role, it can be, it can very quickly happen that you are reduced to how you look. Okay? Like, I mean, y'all know it. We walk into any room, and it doesn't matter if it's like a baby shower, but there's going to be a clear, with some groups of women, there's a clear winner. Like, she has the best outfit, she has the best hair, she's the best whatever, which is such BS. I mean, it's just, it's so crazy, but it's what happens, right? It's totally what happens. 
So when I walk into this next week, I have to do a lot of work to remind myself who I am, where my worth is, like, and why I'm there. And I wrestle through it every year. You can ask anybody who's super close to me. I'm like, oh, I got to go hang out with the pretties, the pretties and the skinnies. And they're amazing women. They really totally are. But they, y'all, they're way more pulled together than me. They are way more fit. They, first of all, they care way, way more about being super fit than, you know, than I do. And in those places where we feel insecure, we just, we turn on ourselves and we're like, I'm not enough. And this is not okay. And our experience then, what should be an experience, just like we talked about seeing swimsuits and being reminded of summer, which should be an experience of getting to support my husband in a lot of, a lot of trips has turned into me feeling like I'm not enough as a woman because I don't, I'm not the right weight or my clothes aren't right or this or that. And I have begun to learn the power of taking back that experience, taking back that experience. Okay. So I, I'm a big fan of Longmire. I know. Here we go again. Uh, I love, I just love it. I love, I love Walt Longmire. I love the stories. I love the books. I love the TV show. Also on Netflix, totally bingeable. It's a crime series, but I watched an episode a couple weeks ago that just, it hit me in a totally different way. And I've seen it several times. Um, But there was a Native American girl who had been like brutally raped. And um, they're trying to find the guys who did it to her and prosecute him and all this kind of stuff. Um, but the culture in, in, in this particular episode was not super supportive for this girl dealing with like major trauma, specifically like her mom and her family. But there were women in her tribe that specifically have um, kind of programs and things set up to support girls who've experienced massive trauma like that. So one of those things was a sweat. And so it, it ended the episode with this group of older women and like, God bless older women. We so need them in our lives. Like we need their wisdom. We need their perspective. And up until this point, this, this amazing young woman who had dealt with such trauma in the rape, um, had not really processed it and was really kind of still in shock. And so in the sweat, they're all sitting together and they're in this teepee and it's super hot. And, you know, I know this sounds super weird, but stay with me. Okay. So they're, they start the sweat and the oldest lady in the room looks at her and she says, someone took something from you that did not belong to them. And she said, ever since that part of you was taken, it has been, you know, wandering. And this is very mystic. I get it. Um, And it doesn't have a home. And we're here today to call it back. And so everybody in the group is like literally saying, come home, come home, come back, come back, come back. And she finally looks at the girl who said nothing. And she says, you have to call that part of yourself back. And so she starts to say, come back, come back. And she breaks. And it's this really powerful moment. And I was like, oh, my gosh. That is so something that we experience as women, whether it's our bodies or how we parent or how we do our jobs or whatever. In these places where we've been shamed, we've lost this part of ourselves and somehow it's been turned over to the evaluation of people on the outside of us. And a very powerful step for us is to call that back is to reclaim it. Now, it's not nearly on the level, I'm saying these particular experiences aren't nearly on the level of the trauma, like rape and abuse and things like that. But in the places where we've experienced pain, and y'all, I mean, like, scientifically, they've shown (laughs) that our bodies experience mental pain and physical pain that, like, the same. 
it's the same amount of intensity. You can't differentiate where we experience those places of pain and we don't, we're disconnected from it. We don't own it. We feel like, um, we don't have any power over it. That is, this is an incredible opportunity for us to take, to take a moment and to call it back and say, you know what? My body does not belong to you in your evaluation. You know what? My parenting does not belong to your evaluation of, you know what, how my daughter's doing or how you think I'm doing as a mom, that does not belong to you, belong to you. So I'm going to stop right here and I'm going to acknowledge the places where I've whether I meant to or not, handed over these places to outside evaluation and I'm going to call them back and I'm going to say they're mine and they're sacred ground. And I'm going to consistently show up for myself in this place and do what I feel like is right for me. And I'm going to remember the truths that are, I have a good body. I have a healthy body. I have a body that I'm learning how to take care of better and better and better. And it literally, the point of my body is not how it looks. The point of my body is how it enables me to live. So I'm going to take care of it in such a way. Um, when I walk into this next week, I literally, I, I, I do some work and, um, my girl, Allison, because <laughs> she, so she said, I know you're getting ready to go hang out with the pretties. And I'm like, I am, I have to go hang out with pretties. She said, I'm just praying that you remember that the Lord has you there to bless those women. Like the very women that I'm afraid of their criticisms or I'm afraid of not being enough or whatever. She was like, I'm praying that the Lord changes your perspective, that it's not about them versus you. It's about you being there to love them. And if they're not open to love, you love on those other women sitting next to you. You literally change your mindset to, I have this written down. I will be to others what I have longed for in encouragement and loving them and celebrating and smiling and in welcoming them. That is why I'm there. I'm not there to be evaluated. Holy crap. Can we talk about how that would change our lives? We're not here to be evaluated and told that we're enough or we're not enough. We are enough. That question has already been answered. We are more than enough. And when we show up to life that way, everything changes. It also removes the idea that there's this lingering question that people think they get to answer for you. I don't know how to change. I don't know how to ex- exactly explain how it's happened, but I went from getting so much unsolicited advice in my life to when I really began to embrace this, that I'm like, I am enough. Like I don't need other people to tell me that I'm okay. They kept like it, it just, it lessened. I had less and less people trying to tell me what to do because I was like, there ain't no question here. I know. <laughs> I got it. I got the answer. Thank you so much. The other thing is that I remind myself, I will take back my body and its value, its worth, and its evaluation from others. And I will call it back to myself and I will experience it in that way. I will choose to present, like stay in the present and day by day, be like, I'm here. This is all of me and I am enough. And I'm here to love these women. Okay, so in typical fashion, this uh, I'm going to split this particular topic into two episodes simply because there's just so much to cover. And um, to, in today's episode, we're talking about where we've experienced lady shame in terms of our bodies. Um, and then in the next episode, we're going to talk about where we've experienced shame relationally, um, mom shaming, family shaming, how we're supposed to be a daughter, how we're supposed to be a woman, like in our careers, in our industries. Um, and what I want to say to you is, first of all, your body is not wrong. It's incredible. It's amazing. It is literally a feat of engineering and science and just God's glory wrapped up in flesh that you get to walk around in. And what I want to 
encourage us to do and what I want to say I'm going to do with you is I walk into my week of a place where I can experience a lot of shame because that's what goes on in my head. It doesn't even necessarily take some sometimes somebody saying something to me. It can be the fear, the preemptive like if I worry about this, then nobody can tell me this first. If I can make myself bad about it first, then it won't hurt so bad when somebody else makes me feel bad about it. But I'm vowing to, A, completely take back my experience of this week, to refuse to be limited in my own mind or reduced to, by anyone else, how I look, uh, what I'm wearing, or how much I weigh, or how big, you know, my leggings are, (laughs) you know, or whatever. I want to take back that experience and say, no, I am here to love on and bless these women. I am here to be what I haven't experienced, which is to welcome other women in, to smile at them, to encourage them, to celebrate them, to welcome them in and to compliment the hell out of them. I mean, gosh, does that not just change your day when some lady at the grocery store is like, well, you just have such a great smile on your face and I just love those earrings. And you're like, oh my gosh, I needed that so much. You have no idea. Be that lady, okay? Be the crazy lady who is just passing out compliments like it is just free candy and confetti, okay? The other thing is dare to take back your body. Just like that crazy Longmire episode, I know that was super out there, but you guys follow me, call back the places where you've experienced shame and rejection and criticism and 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 refuse to hand that over any longer to anyone on the outside. Call that back and say, no, my body and its worth and its value, you do not get to dictate and your, your insight is is not welcome here. I am not open to it. That door is closed. When we leave any crack of a door, any place of doubt, man, the enemy will come in really quick and really fast and people will just be handing out all of this insight. And I call it insight, but it's really not. It's... (laughs) It's just judgy. We don't need that judgy. Call back your body. Own your body. Stand your sacred ground. Be good to it. Take care of it this week. Feed it good food. Get enough rest. Drink enough water. Move because it makes you feel strong. Move around heavy things because it helps you to push back against the things that are pushing hard against you. And most of all, remember that your body is the vehicle that's supposed to enable you to live. And sis, you are supposed to live big. You are supposed to show up for your kids. You get in that pool with your kids. You go swimsuit shopping. You find what you need. I still haven't found mine yet. Y'all know me. I may even venture back in, into Target. But you you show up for yourself. You show up in that place and you remember that what he made in you was good. Not just in your heart and in your mind, but in your body. And as you speak kindly to your body, I promise you, your experience with it will change profoundly. And most importantly, there will be no room there will be no open door for anybody to say anything to you because it's not up to them. You own your body. You've called it back to yourself and you experience it as good and as strong. I'm so honored that you would hang out with me today and I'm so grateful to you for sharing your stories with me and I hope you'll tune into the next episode as we talk a little bit more about not just surviving lady shame, but how we can deal with it and most importantly, how we can work to end it. Thank you so much. This has been Confessions of a High Strung Woman with Abby Walker.